we are in Sefer Yeshayahu, Perik Chofbeis, Pasuk Aleph, Masa Gehizayon. And Perik Chofbeis marks an interesting departure from the style of these different prophecies that we have observed in the last few Prakim. Specifically, Yeshayahu has directed the prophecy to various nations who have, at some time or other, oppressed, abused, conquered, tormented B'nai Israel, And we are going to take leave of that, not for long, we're going to go back to it in the next parrot. But here we are going to speak directly, a Nebuah, to the city of Yerushalayim, the people of Yerushalayim. Let us just set the context. We know that Bavel will engage on a three-year siege of Yerushalayim. At the end, or close to the end of the three years, on um, Shivasa Bertamas, they will breach the wall of the old city and now enter freely into Yerushalayim. And of course, three weeks later is the tragedy of Tishabav and the destruction of Bayez Rishon. This is the period Yeshayahu is addressing. Now, again, we cannot repeat this enough. The events described here in Bavel, Tishabav, the siege, are all 130 years away from Yeshayahu. It's 130 years after his death, and yet we are mesmerized by the fact that so much what he says, if not all of it, comes completely true in his Nebuah. So he speaks to Yerushalayim now, and the subtext is fairly obvious, namely that while they are using the few days they have left, they are using it in things like uh, building certain fortifications, uh, certain arms they're procuring, certain things they are ignoring in celebrating certain festivities. They could be using that as a desperate life preserver grabbing to do tshuva, to turn to the Kaddish Baruch Hu. And they're not. So we pick that up. Chafbeis Pasuk Aleph. Masa Gehizoyon. A Nevi'ah, and you've already said that Masa is a very intense, strict vision. Against Gehizoyon. Gehizoyon, literally, the valley of prophecy. Rashi says that you're talking, of course, about Yerushalayim. And the reason you would describe it as Gehi Zoyon, says Rashi, that's where most of the Nevuos were articulated, that's where most of the Nevi'im were centered, and so it's likely to be called the city of vision. The Radak says there's a problem here. Yerushalayim is not a valley. It is a mountain. Why refer it as a mount, as a valley? 
simply as a denigration. You are pointing out a deficiency because what they've done in Yerushalayim and what they have done with their observance and the Yeras Hashem has lowered it to the level of a valley. Thus says the Radak. Continues the Navi. Malach ki olisa kulach laganos. What has happened to you that now you have all gone up ki olisa kulach laganos? You have all gone up to the rooftops. It's a very interesting metaphor. What do you mean you have all gone up to the rooftops? Rashi gives three pshatim. One, it could be the simple act of you're being invaded. You go up to the rooftop to survey the action better, to see what's going on. Simple pshat. The second pshat is a very tragic agaratza, but a famous one, that we learn in Masech Tatanis, Chutzes Amudalaf. Let's read it. Tana Rabbanan. When the temple was being destroyed the first time, groups upon groups of the young Kohanim assembled with the keys, the Matechos, to the Hechel in their hands. They went up to the roof of the sanctuary. For Amr Lufanov, and they say before Kaddish Baruch Hu, Ribona Shalom, Hoil Velozachinu Lios Yisborim Nemanim, since we were not Zoycha, privileged to be trusted caretakers of the temple, Yiyu Matechos Psudoros Loch, let us hand over the keys to you. The Zorkum Klape Mala, and they throw the keys towards the skies. The Yotzokein Pisas Yod, and something like the palm of a hand emerges from the heaven, the Kiblosam Mehen, and receives the keys from them. The Haim, and now these Pirche Kuhuna, Kofsu, the Nuflu, the Ur. They jump off the roof and fall into the flames that were then consuming the Beis HaMikdash. And this is the lamentation that Yishayahu makes when he says, <coughs> Just the Pesach we read. What happened to you that you have all ascended to the rooftops? That is what Yishayahu means in the second shot. Third shot, Rashi portrays as a gasus ruach, a sort of arrogance that these people still have in the face of incoming death and destruction, that they're going up to the roof to observe. It's not going to, there are spectators rather than participants. Continues the Navi. Tisos Maleo Ir Homia Kiryo Alizo. This city, 
Yerushalayim. There were loud noises. There was a city filled with throngs of people. There were tumultuous, happy city. And now your slain ones are not slain by the sword, nor dead of war. Your slain ones are slain by starvation, not combat. <coughs> What's this about? In other words, your dead are not dead of combat. They are dead of starvation. Moreover, continues Yeshayahu, all your officers, your generals, are fleeing together. They're not standing and fighting. They are fleeing as a unit. They are uh, They are apprehended by archers of the Babylonians. But they are like bound together in flight. They have fled a far distance. They're not there leading in combat. They are running for their lives, your leadership. And of course, there's that story we learned in Malachim Beis, how Sikiyahu, the king, had a tunnel in his palace that went under the ground all the way through what we call the West Bank to Yericho. And he and his top staff fled through that tunnel. And we are told by the Medrash that a um, deer followed on top of the tunnel, on the uh, roof of, the, or of that tunnel that was conceived. And so Bavel could see this deer just actually following its trail, which they did. And so the minute uh, Tzidkiyahu came out of the tunnel, he was apprehended, and we see he dies a terrible, tortured, humiliating, um, mutilated death at the hands of the Babylonians, as do his joint staff, as it were. So, Continues um, in Pasuk Dawid, says the Kaddish Baruch Hu, Al Kain Amarti Su Minai Amarai Babechi. Leave me alone. Turn away from me. Uh, don't even think of consolation for me. I just will embitter myself with weeping. Mani Amari Babechi. Do not try to comfort me over the destruction of the daughter of my people. We know, of course, the halacha, that one does not offer michem avelim to a person whose mace nimsolifanov, that when the object of the individual's mourning is right there, you don't offer Nichum Avelin. And that's what Yeshayahu is saying. I'm here. I don't want your Avelus. I don't want your Nechama of Avelus, etc. 
Because it is a day of, Mahuma would be confusion, Mavusa is trampling, uh, is complexity, un- unable to ungrasp what's going on. Ladoni Hashem. Begay Chizoyon in his valley of visions. Mikarer Elhar. They have destroyed the wall, and now Beshoa El Hahar, they're turning to the mountain. We know exactly what that means. They have breached the wall, and now they are making a direct trajectory to the mountain, being Har Habayas. The Elam Nasa Eshpa, Berechev Adam Prashim, Vikir Era Magin. What he's referring to is the Babylonian army in their offense had a very interesting technique where they would get the nations who specialized in a certain kind of military offensive activity in their coalition and they would specialize in that activity. So therefore, it says, Elam carried the quiver. That's where you held the bows and arrows. You stored them. Elam Naso Ashba. Berechev Adam Prashim, there were chariots with men, the Kir era Amagain, and the people of Kir uncovers the shield. That was their specialty in attack. Now, the Yehi Mivchar Amarkicha Mole Rechev Prashim Shos Shosu Hashaora. Interesting um, alliteration. That now the Mivchar, your choices valleys, are now filled with offensive chariots, and the horsemen now set their direction towards the gate. They are setting it right towards the temple gates. The Espiki Ir David Reisem Ki Rabu, and you uncovered the protection, or he, the enemy, uncovered the protection of Yehuda, it stripped of its defenses, and you looked on that day, what do you do on that day? Beis Hayar was a chamber in the Beis HaMikdash that Shlomo built that stored really an arsenal that was to be used uh, for battle purposes. So you, on that day, head straight to the Yar, and the Espiki Ir David Reisem Ki Rabu, and you see that the cracks in the city of David are enormous. So what do you do? You gather the waters of the lower pool. Miskabsu Esmeha Brecha Hatachtona. Why? Because in your stupidity, you are thinking, take the water, mix it with uh, cement, plaster, and you'll be able to now repair that wall, which is completely breached. That's nonsense. And what you did further, um, you took the houses of Ir Zavid, and you destroyed them, you demolished them 
in order to strengthen the wall. In the naive thing, if you demolish the house near the wall, you could use the pieces of plaster to block up that wall again. That's nonsense. And you made a pool. Third step. Between the lower pools, you built a another pool. A pool with your thinking being it could be served as a reservoir, it could guarantee a water supply, it could be used um, to store rainwater. Below Yabatim Alasara And you did not in all this feverish activity not once look at the maker and its designer. You just didn't see from afar who is crafting this, who is determining this destiny. And so the Kaddish Baruch Hu throws you a last-minute life preserver on that day. Make yourself weeping. Make yourself in hespade. Shave the top of your hair. We know that is not that is an esor if you're doing it for a religious purpose or for the person that is dying, but you can do it for an Indian like this. You are permitted. Do it. Make some outward signs of mourning, some outward signs of shuva. And yet, and this is really strange, says the Navi, there's partying. You get up in the morning and you slaughter oxen and sheep and you are making parties and you're saying, drinking wine, eat and drink. And this comes directly from the Epicurean philosophers of the Greeks. Eat, drink, and be merry. For tomorrow we die. That's exactly what they're saying. There's nothing we can do. Let's at least have a good time in our last hours. And the Kaddish Baruch Hu makes him Shvuah. This sin that you are doing now will never be mechaper. It will only be given kapara on the day you die. In other words, there's no way out of this, there's no way you can save yourselves. You have, in effect, completely missed the boat and misunderstood. And then we are going to conclude with a final Nevoah on the end of days that is coming within a matter of days to the misguided, unrepentant B'nai Yehuda in Yerushalayim. Ad Tav.